everyone, it's Izzy Eze, along with Tembi, and welcome to Somewhat Grown, a podcast about adulting from two 20-somethings, just figuring it out, and embracing the process. Welcome. Yes, great. So should we just talk a bit about who we are and um, just as creatives? Yes, so um, I am a poet and writer. Um, I kind of came from a, I guess, spoken word background and it's still my love um, my love of words has taken me to perform and publish um, a poetry pamphlet and I just want to keep telling stories in different ways yeah I'm, I'm a singer and songwriter an Afrofusion singer and songwriter um, I've sort of dabbled in different areas in music you know R&B hip-hop gospel different things and also similar to Tembi, I started off doing spoken word. Um, but right now, you know, just exploring Afrobeats, released a couple of singles, um, ready to release some more this year. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm re- excited. I've performed on different stages, including So Far London and also um, did a O2 Academy show. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to talk more about that as the podcast goes on. Awesome. And how do we know each other? as friends yeah so we met at university which feels like 25 years ago I mean I remember Tembi from sort of mutual friends and we kind of met her up at the bus stop and was like oh who's this girl she's really cool I think my first uh in the first like one of the first encounters that I remember is like seeing we had met through our mutual friends and then seeing you around the campus Mm -hmm. and um I think we weren't really close at that point but I just yeah, I thought I remember thinking you were really cool. And um, I think at times came across like you maybe had walls up or like just very focused and astute. I mean, being a law student, I do not blame you. <laughs> but um, it was really great once you kind of got past that initial impression mm. and um, just seeing how we have so much in common and love and find interest in a lot of similar things. Yeah. Um, and also being very much creatively driven as people, I think, has brought us together a lot, which sure. I really appreciate. Yeah, me too. I would agree with that, to be fair. I think especially because we're both introverts, I think initially it was kind of like, mm, should I interact with this person? I don't know. I'm not sure. But then just seeing you over time, it was like, no, this girl is really cool. She's going to be my friend. Do you know, Tembi, this sounds so embarrassing, but I actually remember just one day going, OK, she's going to be my friend. <laughs> like, I don't know how this is going to happen, but she's going to be my friend. <laughs> yes yeah, speak it into are. existence yes, here we are man yes. <laughs> so today's topic is going to be about being first and second generation um, kids from immigrants and how that's co- sort of had an effect on on our lives and our upbringing uh, and yeah I guess we can just sort of jump straight into it I guess to kick off how how was being a second generation immigrant kid for you when you were growing up Uh, That's a great question. And sort of to speak about it a bit more. um, So my dad was born and raised in Nigeria and then he moved um, to London um, many, many years later. And my mum was born, I believe, either Leeds or Nottingham. I always get that wrong. I think Nottingham uh, and was raised in England and then Mm. went to university for, for, um, went to Nigeria, sorry, for university. Uh, And then they sort of met there and then Mm -hmm. eventually came to to England. So it is very interesting growing up. I find sometimes, you know, you get the Nigerian upbringing and sometimes you get the British upbringing. So sometimes I'm not really sure uh, what type of parent I'm going to get or what sort of upbringing I'm going to get, you know, 
because I think mm. maybe within the British culture you're more sort of casual and friendly and things with your parents but um on the Nigerian side it's kind of yeah. it's a bit you know it's a bit stricter and things like that um yeah so it's it has been fun. can you give an example of that difference sorry yeah no sure um <laughs> so okay so just just normal conversations that I might have with like my mom or something we'll, we'll be joking like like bantering or whatever and then it's like I cross a line where maybe I say a joke that has gone a bit too far that I might be able to get away with if my parents were purely English <laughs> do you get what I'm saying but when it's like the Nigerian it's like okay I need to actually right. just I need to relax and just respect myself <laughs> so there's that and then I think also just growing up um so I grew up in Essex for quite a while and like London and Essex basically and a lot of the times we'll be in secondary school and people ask like me to go over to their house for sleepovers and things and my dad was just you know against sleepovers like we're not doing sleepovers it's only they mm. have to, they have to come to our house like they sleep over at our house you don't go over there you know um but wow but my mom would be like sometimes you know she could just go once or twice and that was sort of like the British element of her so yeah I could get away with a few things depending on which parent. a bit more laid back <laughs> yes yes exactly but they, they tag team they tag team but anyway <laughs> what about you How's <laughs> that's interesting I wonder how much like um yeah that laid backness is like I don't know is I wonder how much that's typical of being more British or mm. um or not I say that because my mum is like quite laid back even though I mean yeah we're 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 all from South Africa and she was someone who was brought up in quite an overprotective household and when she moved here I think she was consciously not like that so um I think she was a bit more kind of free like I could have sleepovers and I had curfews and things like that but she I always had like quite a good amount of freedom I would say Mm. um I think the difference though was when um, it was like certain things still where like my friends would would go to liquid um, and I remember I've never I've never set foot to liquid but I always felt like I was missing out on that and I think it's just something my mom didn't understand like why wh- what is it like what yeah. it's, it's hard to kind of make nightclub sound mm. kosher for an African <laughs> parent yeah but um yeah I mean explain li- liquid was like for 60 like a 16 year old amateur sort of club where we think we're grown yeah. but not really <laughs> you know but we Basically. still wanted to go we still wanted to go but we just we just couldn't unfortunately or maybe fortunately because you know mm. liquid's not the most mm. classy establishment <laughs> no that is true no that is true that is true to be honest <laughs> they saved us and we didn't even know um so yeah I mean you were saying that your mom wasn't as strict do you feel like that has had an impact on your upbringing you know being a first uh, generation I feel, I feel like for me it meant growing up quite fast mm-hmm. I think it matters as well when you're kind of the oldest or eldest sibling yeah. which is my case I have one younger sister mm-hmm. and very much kind of stepping out to be the responsible one yeah. so I think as much as I did have freedom I had to also be very responsible and also recognizing that you know, I'm not here to mess about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm here to, you know, keep my head down in school, not getting trouble, yeah. because you're not just here as yourself. You're here, kind of, with your your whole family. And mm-hmm. there's always that, like, I don't know if you ever got this, but like, if 
I was quite naughty at school, believe it or not. I was what? I was a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> For real. And there was always that threat of if you keep messing around, you're gonna get sent back home. As and home, I had so home. many friends, as in like home back to South <laughs> Africa. And I've had friends who've had that threat. Um like of being sent back back home and like a parent like making uh an, a, a friend of mine like find plane tickets no as, like uh <laughs> because they were in trouble they had to go and search for their own plane tickets which I feel like that's like the UK version of going to find your own stick to get smacked oh, no. <laughs> but you're not obviously not allowed to find you're not allowed to hit, hit your kids here so no no maybe the alternative is them search for their own flight tickets their own flight tickets that. no I'm dead <laughs> I think I think that that threat was always was always there for me um mm. so it kind of made me realize okay I can't I can't just mess about for like every other kid here yeah, um yeah. maybe I'll get sent back home you know oh my gosh that is traumatic could you imagine trying to search your own flight tickets that's terrible <laughs> but um also I mean yeah, my parents sort of did a similar thing. Um, I just remember more so with my younger brother. So I have an older sister by one year and there's a brother that's six years younger than me. Um, and whenever he'd get in trouble, it'd be like, you're going to you're gonna go back to that. I don't know why they said back to Nigeria because we were born and raised here. But it's like, <laughs> you know, go to, back to Nigeria, your grandma will raise you. You know, you don't know what you have here. And so my brother would really find that yeah. scary, you know, but I, I never really believed them because I just know the type of people they are like, my dad left Nigeria for a reason. So I was, I always used to think there's no way I'm going there. You know what I mean? Um, but I think that yeah. just kind of came with, with a bit of maturity. Like I, I knew eventually that, you know, there was a reason why he came here. And I think that really gives me the desire to work hard. Um, you know, like I, I see my Definitely. parents, you know, I see my parents work hard all day, every day. Um, and sometimes, you know, that has definitely impacted me in terms of working hard. Like I am, I work very, very hard, but I've sort of had to learn um, how to rest at the same time. Um, Cause I think you get the positive things mm. from your parents and, and, you know, by default you might get some negative things. And, and I, I don't necessarily think they rest as much as they should or, or mu- as much as they could. Mm. Um, so I feel like, you know, they've sort of given me that opportunity because of the, the situation that we're in to like almost like they've sacrificed so much and now we're able to rest even though we're working hard we still can recognize when rest is needed if that makes sense absolutely yeah especially like they came here to build a better life in most cases yeah and it almost feels like a luxury to just kind of relax because everything has been almost like survival Mm. and I think having that mindset is definitely something that I've also picked up from my mom who works so hard I mean I have grown up in a single parent home and I've just watched my mom work so tirelessly to keep me and my sister um, afloat and everything and I definitely agree and relate to that sense of work ethic being passed down Mm -hmm. but at the same time having to learn now that I kind of crossed over into adulthood that you know I can't just be go 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 all the time because that was a norm that that has always been a norm at home because you know mom is go 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 um in many ways because she's she's kind of had to um and it's really interesting now where we're we're able to kind of um I feel like in a lot of ways I've influenced her in in learning to relax more and and just chill and just have me time and have just days of 
actually switching off a little bit and yeah. having some self-care I definitely feel like she's seen me do that a bit more where I'm trying um to <laughs> actually like take a step back I, I emphasize trying that because yeah it's definitely not like natural and I mm-hmm. think you can probably agree to that um been something I've had to really unlearn and I think that's so relevant especially like when it was the lockdowns you know when I think this whole thing of okay now it's lockdown get that album done start that business <laughs> get your side hustle going take like, over the it world was literally, like people <laughs> think it's an opportunity basically basically yeah. and I think for me I was just like I'm I'm gonna sit because there's so much happening in the world my anxiety is through the roof mm. I think I just need to be yeah. and I definitely feel like that's something I've learned from 2020 and post 2020 just to try and be and really valuing that yeah um, how about you yeah I mean I I basically agree with everything that you've said like I don't really know how to rest and even if I am resting my mind is racing um, and you know that could be you know that could be partially because of my upbringing but I think it has a lot to do with just my personality uh, the type of person that I am because um, when I look at my sister for example like I know that she works so hard as well but she definitely knows how to rest more so than I like she she right. actually said to me one time like you actually exhaust me just watching you you exhaust me so, for example, <laughs> and I was like wait hold on wait what like she's sitting there watching tv and like I'm thinking okay I have an hour lunch break between my nine to five what do I do and I pick pick up my guitar and I pick up and it's like but it's an hour to break like it's actually an yeah. hour to rest and I'm thinking it's a spare hour like what do I do in this hour you know mm. um so yeah for me I think um over time I've sort of realized the sort of triggers that cause me to burn out um and I don't always catch it on time I can't lie to you but I sort of wrote this sort of um self-care board to recognize like when I'm doing too much yeah to recognize when I'm doing too much and you know some of it just includes like not being on social media all the time or not being on it first thing in the morning and like have I had a good Mm. breakfast and things like that um Mm. this year was the first time that I went on a a solo trip you know even though it was just to Kent I was supposed to be in um Thailand however the pandemic (laughs) um the pandemic just ruined things for my life but it's okay so instead I was like let me just go to to Kent just do like a four or five day trip no three four day trip um and my mom was saying to me even though she was surprised that I went she was like do you know what you know you really have inspired me to put myself first and I was like Mm. that's you know that's something that I'm gonna focus on this year um spending money to rest like spending money on myself and I didn't even realize yeah I did not even realize that I was impacting her like that I was just more so thinking hey I just want to break and I'm 20 something like I'm I don't have I don't have a boyfriend I don't have a a husband I don't have kids like what what am I doing I'm just gonna go out and have some fun and spend my own money do you get Mm, what I'm saying yeah yeah and it was amazing it was so refreshing and I just thought why don't I do this more often but you know I think Mm. it really is about unlearning because you know being second generation it's almost like sometimes you don't you don't feel like you deserve to rest or you don't feel like you deserve to do certain things that other people do just naturally mm-hmm. if you know what I mean it's not necessarily pressure that your parents put on you but you you're you're a, you're a smart person like you you realize that that kind of is an effect of of their hard work and all their sacrifices um but I could go on and on but you know it's just about unlearning like you're saying Pimby. definitely and 
solo trips are something that we should definitely embrace more often because it's just it's the best I love that um you're able to kind of like enjoy your own company I think that's a beautiful thing to be able to do for sure um I have a question on yeah that, which is slightly mm. opposite. um so you know you're saying you enjoy your own company and everything so I mean I know that you are working and things from home um so not necessarily mm-hmm. in your own company like how how has that been just sort of mm. being around your mom and your sister and working from home so moving back home after being away for more than five years was definitely an adjustment <laughs> and um yeah it, t- it definitely took time um to kind of settle in mm-hmm. because I'm not back here as um you know like teenage Tembi or even no. like whatever uni phase is because you're not really fully an adult at uni no. you're in a bubble <laughs> you're not really facing the realities of life mm-hmm. um people will joke and say like oh I can only be back at home for a couple of days because I'll start reverting back into a teenager and like everyone oh, kind wow. of talks about that and it feels like a very general thing yeah um because like once you leave home at, at uni you almost don't get that opportunity to kind of come back and recalibrate your relationship with your parents as an adult yeah. and I definitely feel like that's what this time has been for me I've been able to re- recalibrate my relationship with my mom as an adult and mm-hmm. she's learning new aspects of my character mm-hmm. as the me who is not um as dependent on her as the me who's a bit more fully formed as a human being Mm -hmm. and I've really appreciated that because it means um when it comes to the point where I leave home again um when I come back I hope I don't revert back into a teenager because there's been this space of yeah like actually being back at home as an as an adult and living in that way which is very different by the way um even like small things like I might not want to eat what you cooked today. I'm used to oh, no, literally, no. That is a whole thing. <laughs> I think, especially in Nigerian culture or maybe in African cultures, you not eating someone's food is the utmost disrespect. <laughs> like, you're it's not eating rude. my food. What do you mean? Are you serious? Like, yeah. I cook this food for you, and you're not. So you're better than me then. And it's like, no, I literally just don't want to have pounded yam today. That's all it really is. Like, maybe I just don't <laughs> want it today. That's all. I recently moved um, to Camberwell, which, you know, has been the first time I've moved out, you know, since university. Um, But I've, you know, lived in my family home for about 20 or so years. But there was that sort of transition before moving to Camberwell where I was trying to have my own independence, but still living under my parents' roof and even going down to to Mm. small things such as food. I think we went, we got past the stage of, you know, I'm not going to eat your food all the time and that's okay. And then it sort of got to a stage of Mm -hmm. when I buy my own food, I have to share it with everyone in the house because when my dad was growing up, he shared all his food and all of his clothes and all of his everything. He was the oldest, uh, eldest person in the house. Um, So he he did not Mm -hmm. understand why I'd say, okay, you know, I'll share other things, but just this is mine. Like, this is mine you know and he's like there's no, there's no such thing as mine there's no such thing as mine it's like oh my gosh oh my goodness yeah <laughs> this is like this is unhealthy you know but it's like I don't want to share yes. this because I don't have to share this you know yes um mm. and feel free to have something of your own like I was so proud of my dad when one time he said um oh Isabel you know don't touch these avocados um you know they were quite expensive I want to have it for myself I was looking at him like eh, so now Aww. you're having your own things so I was kind of making fun of it but I was like I was so happy because he was starting to get it like you don't have to share everything like we're yeah. not 
it's not a struggle like we don't have to do that all the time that's such a real one that's such a real one I think not even like it's definitely shows up a lot in physical things but Mm -hmm. even sometimes in in time I don't know I think like at least in my culture like at home I think sometimes um because being interdependent is such Mm. a key part of us our culture and I think it's beautiful because people really show up for you and you know there is a really like strong sense of community which is something that's still such a big part of of me Mm. but I think sometimes on the flip side people don't always understand when you have your boundaries about things and um if if my mom might see me like just sitting uh maybe reading a book to her she might see that as me not really doing anything yeah and therefore like can think that there's a claim to my time to to help with something else yeah and I think that's been quite hard to translate that that you know my time is my time and Mm -hmm. yes I will help with things but it's very it's been very important to protect that time and I don't think that that's just with you know like African families I know there's certain cultures where it's it's family is such a key and and strong component you know I know like a friend of mine who has uh, Italian heritage is it's yeah. the exact same thing you know and I think it's really interesting when we then come into a place where we're having to be adults and live by ourselves and be more independent mm-hmm. and then coming back into our family environments where we have to then kind of negotiate that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. no for sure for sure I completely agree um and it also is very interesting to me because when I was sort of living at home and everything you, you know you always you always think the grass is greener <laughs> if you know what I mean like oh if I move out then they'll understand mm. and da, 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 da. but then you know ever since moving to Camberwell as great as it's been I'm also thinking wow it was really nice being at home and just like oh there's just food around and like whereas now it's like if you don't cook you're not going to eat there is no food um, <laughs> that, that's something yeah. that I've had to adjust to in itself but so um yeah it, it's just yeah. nice sort of having a balance and and there was a time during the first um, lockdown where there were five adults in the house because my brother is 21 now at the time he was 20, you know, Mm. and so all of us are technically grown. So as as amazing as it was, we were still trying to not step on each other's toes and, and, and maintain boundaries as much as possible. But I think now that we're all in separate locations, whenever we do come back again, it's such a celebration because we've had that time apart mm. we've had a, we can have our own boundaries and then come back and and share with one another again which is just even healthier to be honest with you it is for sure it's about balance yeah um what's something that you think has kind of come out for you the most in this in this conversation that you you feel like you'll take it's for me it's just about appreciating my parents um more I think it's important for us to look at our parents as as whole people not just not just our parents like everyone has flaws and everyone has struggles and and that sort of thing and I think I'm gonna definitely continue taking on the the work ethic that they have um, and seeing that as a positive but then also Mm -hmm. looking at maybe the fact that they don't rest as much and saying okay well that's something that I want to change going forward and you know when I live my life and you know when I have kids Mm -hmm. and all of that sort of thing so what about you? Mm -hmm. 100% yeah for me I think similar to you um, balancing the desire to chase my dreams because you know in a lot of ways I do have a lot more opportunities here than I probably would 
in South Africa for certain things. Yeah. So I think just by default, I definitely have a deep appreciation for that. And I try not to take it for granted. Like we talked about when you're a child of immigrant parents, you have that innate drive in you to grind, I mm. think, because they come here to build. They come here because they have dreams. And I, I definitely think my ambition is is rooted in that. Yeah. And I think it's just about balancing my ambition and trying to make things happen with rest and just being just mm. learning to be to an yeah. extent because I can't come and kill myself I can't you know? come and kill myself my dear I was thinking I can't come the same and kill thing. myself no Tembi I was just saying to my housemate slash um friend like that's going to be my motto for this year is I can't come and kill myself <laughs> it is that and minimize stress like the amount of things I was going to do yeah. yesterday like working just doing way too much in one day and I just said to myself or you could mm. just cancel all of it and just rest you could just do that like what I mean not? you could yeah you could uh, you know why it is not? a weekend you can actually <laughs> rest yeah you know so I completely hear you definitely just be amen to that all right well on on that note um we're gonna wrap it up there but we want to keep this conversation going with you please do reach out get in touch let us know what um if you are um what being a second or first generation immigrant kid and now adult um has been for you um our email is somewhat grown all one word lowercase at gmail.com and you can also find us on social media yeah you can find us on instagram at underscore somewhat grown and yeah get in touch with us dm us let us know what you think and uh we'll be happy to have a chat about it in our next conversations so yeah thanks so much and tune in next time bye bye